Okay, let's start. Parshas Korach, Tavshin Ayin Dalid. This will be the last live shear here until Hashem we return. Hopefully, we'll have shearim throughout the summer from Camp Kaley uh, through Parshas Akef. I think Re'e, I'm traveling back, so we'll pick up here the Wednesday night of Parsha Shoftim. Wednesday night Parsha Shoftim, which Hashem is uh, just around the Rosh Chodesh Elul time, so we'll have a full month of uh, shearim back here uh, for Elul. But right now we have Korach, and then Hashem we will pick up uh, in the uh, in the coming weeks from. From camp, and uh, keep in mind, I, I announced uh, already that I'll be uh, those of, of our Brooklyn listeners. I'll be in uh, Brooklyn this Shabbos at the Young Israel Bethel for uh, Shabbos, giving uh, the drasha and the shiurim there, and Sunday morning giving dafyomi there at uh, after the 8:30 minyan. Okay, let us get into Korach, and we start off with a medrash. With a medrash, the pasuk says in the beginning of the parsha, "Vayikach Korach." Korach took. Korach took something. What exactly did Korach take? So in the beginning of source number one, the Medrash tells us, Misupar ki al shel He was the treasurer in Egypt. He was the treasurer. So he took, he took money. The Pasuk doesn't say anything what he took. It just says he took. So many, many Mepharshim talk about what exactly did he take. Vayika Korach. Rashi quotes, He took himself to be separated, to be away from the from the Ada, he was Porish Min Hatzibor into his own Sibor. But the Medrash tells us that he was the he was the uh, uh, Treasury Secretary, and he took he took some money. Umisham Nata was Koloshu Harav, and that's how he became very rich. The Darshu Chazal and Chazal Darshan on the Pasuk in Yermio Osa Osher Belo Bemishpat Bechatzi Yamav Yazvenu Vaachri So Yenaval. He creates riches Belo Mishpat, but not in right in judgment in righteousness. Bechatzi Yamav Yazvenu. It will leave him in half his days. But the first part of the Pasuk is what we will focus on. Osa Osher Baloba Mishpat. As to Dubna Magid, as we get things started tonight. If he was the Treasury Secretary, and it was his business to be in business, so what's the matter if he took something? He was in, he, that's what he was involved in. That was his job. So what was the problem? Why do Chazal connect the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu to Korach? Follow Korach, Asafet, Kalashromi, Paro, Umi, Beso. Korach got all of his riches from there. So he took everything from Paro. Paro was going to lose everything anyway. Right, B'nai Yisrael were going to, to, uh, to leave Mitzrayim. They were going to take everything with them. So what exactly is meant in the lack of Mishpat? Says the Dubna Magen, Mashalam Line number eight. There was a Jew who was the royal pourer and mixer of the wine. He was in charge of the of the wine, and many customers came uh, at various times to to drink, to get drinks. What happened? Mother Glen Balabais, the HBN Nadiv, and the Balabais always gave them plenty of wine. Lefeta, Hifchin Balabais. At one point, the Balabais noticed. He saw that there was a certain Ganav that was pickpocketing the customers. There were customers that were there that were ready to buy that he was giving to drink, and there was somebody that was being gonate taking from his from his customers' pockets. So he goes over. He goes to the Ghanav and says, what are you doing? How can you be stealing their money? He says, it's their money. It's not your money. What's the big deal? What do you care? I'm not stealing your money. I'm stealing their money. He says the Balabayas, you don't understand. They're going to pay me with that money. If you take that money that I'm supposed to get, then I'm not going to get the money. And you're a Ghanav, so you're basically stealing from me by stealing from them. Says the Dubna Magid, who was going to get all the riches of Mitzrayim? Who is it destined for? Who is it supposed to go to? Right? Am Yisrael took everything. Am Yisrael was, were owed much more than Mitzrayim could ever give them for all the years of bondage and work and, and service that they gave the Mitzrayim. So says the Dibna Magad, that was Korach's problem. That's why Chazal, connect Torah to this Pasuk in Yermiyahu, line 21, Kemu Gamba Nimshal, Kashanotel Korach es Mamono, Shalparo, Nimsa notel ba'akifin. It's coming out that in an indirect way, he's taking Mamon and Shal Yisrael. Because the Kodesh Baruch who promised them, 
Uvene Yisrael, Yes Uber, Chush Gado, and therefore that's that's what Korach took. That's this year's offering for Vayikach Korach. What he took, he took money that was supposed to go to the rest of Am Yisrael. He took it for himself, and therefore, even though he was the treasury secretary, he was not supposed to take. Okay. Now we get to a medrash plea. Medrash plea, every couple of weeks we have one. It's a medrash that just puts two things, not the name of a medrash, we know there's the medrash Rabbah and the Yalkut Shimoni and the Tanchuma and the Sifra and the Sifri, medrash Halacha, medrash Agada, two different types of medrashim. But then we have just a medrash plea, which means a wondrous medrash that puts two items together that don't seem to belong together. The medrash tells us on the Pasik in the parsha, the third Pasik. Let's read the beginning again. Korah comes, Moshe, they stand up in front of Moshe and the 250 men. Very important people. Every phrase here is, is laden with meaning. The Gemara says are the, the Sanhedrin, the great Nesim, people of, of name. These are serious people that Korach had with him. Vayikalu on Moshe and Aaron, and they gathered on Moshe and Aaron. Al against Vayomer Aleihem, Rav Lachem, enough, too much, Rav Lachem, Kikala Eda Kulam Kedoshim. Everybody's holy. Why are you more holy than us, Moshe and Aaron? Uvesocham Hashem, Hashem is amongst us. So the whole Eda is Kadosh. Umadua Tisnas Uakahal Hashem. Why do you raise yourself up? On the rest of the Kehila, Moshe does not respond. Vayishma Moshe vayipol apanav. The first reaction is he falls down and he, and he, with emotion. He loses his composure. And then after he regains it, we have a next different pasik. Vayidaber al-Korach. Vel His first reaction is to say nothing. It's a whole pasik where he does not respond. Okay. Says the Medrash. Quoted at the beginning of source number two. Says the Medrash. Kishara, line two. Kishara David, Masha'amar Korach, Kikal Ha'eda Kulam Kedoshim. When David saw what Korach said, the entire Ada's Kedoshim, Natal Kinar Vihitchilman again. He took his harp and started playing. Aromimcha Hashem Kidili Sani, Velosimachta Oivaili. Hashem, thank you for raising me up from my enemies. They have not been joyous above me and over me. So, Baruch Hashem, thank you for all of your great, for your great uh, actions on my behalf, says David to Hashem. Ma inyan kikal ha'eda kulam kedoshim from Korach to David HaMelech giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch. Says the Hadrash v'ha'iyun. Rav Ayah Lewin, Levine, Aaron Levine, with a very creative chat. Couple of steps. So first we start, Venera line 4. Let's try to explain this from Medrash. Kiki Adua, it is known, Son a David, We know, Chazal tell us, and Gemaras tell us, that the enemies of David HaMelech did not stop making fun of him, torturing him, belittling him. You call yourself a king? You think you're God's chosen one? Oh man, if I acted like you! And they, even after he did tshuva, and after after he suffered through the entire Shmuel bet, oh, punishment! They still made fun of him. Right, we know the Gemara in Shabbos, when after David died, and Shlomo HaMelech is going into the base HaMikdash, only even after David died, the Sha'arim, the gates of the base HaMikdash, only opened with Kavit David HaMelech, and that's when everybody knew for sure, once and for all, it was all over. That David HaMelech was clean and none of the people who were attacking David had any leg to stand on. But Chazal tell us that this is what he went through. This is what he went through. And they kept bringing up the story with him and Uriah and Batsheva, as the Gemara says in Metziah, it is known in front of you. What does the Pasuk mean? Rip and there is no blood. Hashem, it is known to you. Shemayu makarim bisari. Lo hayudami shoseis lo aretz. 
I have no blood left, David HaMelech says, so to speak. Why? Because I've been embarrassed so much. I've been read so much, R-E-D, that I, I have nothing left. I could be giving a sheer about any topic in the air world of Allah, about Saras, right? About Alos, Tomas Nes. Omrimli, they'll keep asking me the same question. David, somebody lives with a married woman, what's the halacha? I could be giving a sheer about anything. And David Amalek says to Hashem, they, they don't stop. Aval David answers them. So he gives it back to them a little bit, but David says, this is what I do. So this is what he went through. But what did Chazal say? We know, yes, the Psukim portray it as such, but as we know, Chazal tell us in, in Mesech Shabbos and elsewhere, that technically David didn't do a chit. Technically. Yes, it's portrayed that way for a certain reason. But as the Gemara says, Kala Omer David Chata Enuela Toa. Amnam the MS, line 12, Well, Chata David Klaba Maisi the Batsheva. Why? To call a Yotse, Lemochemes, face David, get Krisus, Kosev Leishto, Ubatsheva Penuya Haisa. As we know, the rule was before anyone from David Amelech's platoons, his army went out to war, they gave a get to their, to their wives. Just in case, they didn't want to leave their wives to be an Aguna. So therefore, they gave Gittin before they went out. Remember, in the days without communication where you could have no idea, it's not like anybody knows where anybody else is. Much more difficult. So in the days of Tanakh, it says, everybody used to give Gittin. So if I don't come back by a certain day, the person says, you're divorced. So the male Uriah didn't come back. So really, it was divorced. She was divorced already. So technically, there was, I think, rule. Okay, for David Amalek's level of where he was, okay, it was still Nech Shavachet, and that's why the Psukim describe it as such. And that's why David has to do Tshuva V'chulu. But really, the rule was, Kol HaYosin L'chem Espeis David, Get Krisus Gosev L'Eshto, Ukemosh Arba B'Gemar HaShab is involved, Kol Omer David Chata, Eino Ela Toa, as it says. Ela, line 16, the Gemara continues, Man, Ma, Ma, Mani Mekayim, Madua Bazisas, Devar Hashem, Lasos Hara, what did he do wrong? Because, he had the bad kavanas, whatever it is. But technically, he didn't do something wrong. So why did everybody make fun of him, though? If really he didn't do anything wrong, asked the Drash V'ha'iyun, Kol David get the Gemara says in Gittin. So why does the Gemara in Sanhedrin say they made fun of him? She was divorced. So he says, now you have to add on a tas. Ulam, line 19, I think we mentioned this tas a couple of years ago. Yomim no rhyme time. The Taz says that many times if we have the word kal, all, it really means rove. It really means majority, but not, but not all. What's the context of the Taz? We'll get to the end of this in a minute. Bez Hashem, but the Taz is explaining the language we say on Yomim no rhyme davening. Miloch al kal ha'olam kulo bichvodecha. The Taz wonders, why do you have a double Lashon? Kal ha'olam kulo. Just say, Meloch al-kal ha'olam bichvodecha. Or Meloch al-ha'olam kulo bichvodecha. What's the double Lashon of kal ha'olam kulo? Says the Taz, if kal is used, all doesn't always mean all. Right? Always doesn't always mean always. Right? Never doesn't always mean never. There are always a couple of exceptions to the rule. So whenever you have a one singular kal, says the Taz, that could mean majority. So let's continue now. The Lashon call a no more Im Kain. If that's true, now says the Hadrash Baha'iun, so then if we have the rule of Kal Hayotzi, the Mochemes Pes David, maybe it's not Kal. Maybe it's Rove. David, maybe you're from that minority. Or maybe Uriah was from that minority that did not write again. And maybe David wasn't so perfect. Who says, who says David is perfect? David David could still scoff them. And to, they could scoff David. And to, and to throw some doubt. Even though that's true, he's a namarakal harov. That's only the majority. Rovayotzin turning over the page. 
Lomochemis based David. Hayikosin Gekrisis Lomoshoseim. Only Rove, but maybe a miut, maybe a minority, did not. Shalayimogashin Lomoshoseim Kosim Siyatsu. Maybe Uriah was from the minority. And maybe, therefore, David will still make fun of him. Because they didn't want him. Remember, maybe some of these were older and they remember David being the little kid that fell the giant. Who is this? Even his older brothers were, were surprised. But what did the Taz say in the second line now? The Taz explained. So why do we have the double Lashon Meloch Al-Kol Olam Kulo? If there's one Kol, it might mean Rove. If it's two Kols in the same phrase, that's total, all, no exception to the rule. Miloch al-kol ha'olam kulo bechvodecha. We say on Yom Naraim, that means all, all, totally all. That's what the Taz said. Now look on line 24 in the middle. V'nir al-pi ha'taz. Avalim t'eitz al-tevas kol nemra o tevas kulo. Az apirish shel lashon kol hu bediuk ha'kol b'lishum yotze me'aklal. And that's what we dive in our Rosh Hashanah. We want the entire world, every single person in the world to believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu as we dive in so hard. That everybody recognizes Hashem. And that's what he says, line 30. Okay. Now we're ready to return to our Pasich. Says the Joshua and we got a double Lashon here. What does that mean? Hainu. Lashen kol b'tzirif ha'tevos kulo u'mashma mizeh she'kol Yisrael kulo me'mekadosh b'cheskas kashrus. What does the double lashon mean here? That every Jew is kadosh. Every Jew, the double lashon. Kol e'da kulam kadoshim. Yes, Korach meant it in the negative. But what he said is true. V'yim kein b'vaday osiv k'viyam mutal alayhem. So everybody does what's incumbent upon them. If all the Ada is Kadosh. If the whole Ada is Kadosh, without exception to the rule, the whole Ada is Kadosh, so then Memela Uriah must have done the right thing. Because there's a Cheskas Kashris for all Jews. If every Jew is Kadosh, so then everybody must have done the right thing. And this call, this call is not just a, a rule in life. This is a rule about Jews. But what Jews do, call the Kulei Kadoshim, David HaMelech says, he sees this Pasuk, he says, Baruch Hashem. Aromimcha Hashem kidilisani velosimachta oivayli. Unbelievable. Dover Nifla, how the Drash Vahoid explains this Medrash Plia. And he just ends off by saying, now, explaining it, Last paragraph. When David saw this, he started davening and singing. Hashem has lifted me up because I have been low. He didn't let my enemies rejoice. When he saw the double ush and call Eda Kulam Kedoshim, Everyone, and therefore, there is no hate, and they had to stop, they had to stop with their teasing David Hamel. Okay. Moving right along. So whenever we speak about Korach, we discussed this in the past as well, we usually relate to the Mishnah in Perkei Avos. The Mishnah in Perkei Avos that talks about Korach. Korach is at least two places in in uh, Pirkei Avos. One is the P Haaretz that was created at Bein Hashmashos, which Korach was swallowed up in, that we discussed in past years, why, what's the significance of that, uh, of that uh, fact that it was created at the end of, of Misa Bracious. We saw the Rambam and the Pirish Mishnayis on Pirkei Avos. Again, check last year, a couple of years ago, Shir. That was just, really, these are just examples, the Rambam says. Really, every miraculous event in history was created at Bein Hashmashos. What does that mean? Hashem pre-programmed it at the end of Misa Bracious so that it will take effect at the given time in history that is, that is um, appropriate for when it should come. But there's another mission in Perki Avot. It doesn't talk about P.R.S., but it talks about Korach himself. And that is, the beginning of Source 5, you have it about Machlokos. Says the Mishnah in the fifth parak. 
Kol machlokas shehi l'shem shamayim. Sofa l'skayim. Every machlokas that is l'shem shamayim. That we're not in it to fight each other. But we're in it to achieve a certain goal. Come to the MS. Sofa l'skayim. That machlokas will will last. V'she'ena l'shem shamayim ain't sofa l'hiskayim. And if it's not l'shem shamayim, then it will not last. There will become an end to that machlokas and those people involved. Eza, what are the examples? Eza hi machlokas yi l'shem shamayim. Zu machlokas hilal v'shamay. Hilal v'shamay. They didn't have too many machlokas. Basil and Beishamay had a lot of machlokas. Hilal and Shamay had very few, but those few were l'shem shamayim. And they lasted throughout the ages. 2,000 years later, we're still talking about the machlokas between Hilal and Shamay and learning things from each of theirs. Because their machlokas was l'shem coming to the MS. Their machlokas was not about attacking, but it was about understanding and having a common goal and vision. There's a beautiful thought that Rav Kook has in Ein Ayah on, um, on the Gemara in the fourth parak in Brachas, where the Gemara describes the uh, story about Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, when Rabbi Gamliel insulted Rabbi Yeshua. Be- the beginning of that story, when they had a machlokas about Tfilos Arvis Rishus, Tfilos Arvis Chova, then one of the people involved said, let's wait till the base medrash fills up and then we'll see what people hold about that machlokas. But the language used to describe the students of the base medrash, the Avchav Zayin, the Avchav Chesin, and Brachas is, let the Bali Tracin come into the base medrash. Who are the Bali Tracin? That means the people who hold the shields. The shields. Meaning it's a Melcham Shal Torah, it's a war of Torah, and the, the people who are learning Torah in the base letters are called the people who hold the shields. Answer of Cook. Usually when you talk about people fighting, you talk about swords, you talk about uh, knives, you talk about spears, you don't talk about shields. Why the people in the base medrash that we're talking about Mohammed Shal Torah, we should talk about the spear bearers, not the shield bearers. Now said Rav Cook, that's the point. The point is in Mohammed Shal Torah, you're not out to attack the other person. You're not out to hurt. You're, act, you're out to defend your shita if you can, to try to come to the MS. If it ends up that I can't defend it anymore, then it'll fall away. But that's why in the Mohammed Shal Torah, it's not, I'm arguing with a Chavrusa. That's L'Shem Shemayim. That's a Machlokas Hill of That's Bali Tracen. That's not Bale Spears or, or Knives. So that's what a Jew does. That's how we fight in the base Medrash. So full is Kayim. That's a Machlokas L'Shem Shemayim. And what about She'en L'Shem Shemayim? What is the example, not L'Shem Shemayim, in history? Zumachlokas, Korach, V'chol Adaso. Korach and his Ada. That is the Machlokas that is Shalom L'Shem Shemayim. And the famous question that is asked on this Mishnah is, if we want to have parallelism between the two Machlokos, you have to quote the parties on the opposite sides of each Machlokas. So it should be Hillel V'Shamayim, and Korach and Moshe, or Korach and Aaron. And yet it says, Hillel and Shammai, Korach and his Ada. And his Ada. Korach and his Ada are on the same team. How is that a machlokes shalol l'shem shamayim? That's not a machlokes. They were arguing with Moshe. It should be Korach, Umach, Ube'i Daso, Moshe. That's the question of many. I gave it to you here from the Divrei Mordechai, or Mordechai Leo, who compiles and gathers four answers to this question. First he has the question, the difference between the two examples. Regarding Hillel of Shammai, fine. But regarding Karach and his Ada, what is it that the Baal HaMishnah is trying to get across to us in that he uses the people who are on the same team? So he has four answers to this question that are given here, and we'll just go through them. As, as he did. Number one, he goes to Tosas Yantif. Tosas Yantif on the Mishnah. Tosas Yantif, be air. Right? We don't learn the Tosas Yantif as much as we should anymore because we live in a post-Kahati world. So we just open up a Kahati when uh, we have to uh, learn a Mishnah. But really, the Rabbar Tanura and the Tosas Yantif and the Malach Shlomo and the Gra and the Tosas of Eger, all the great Mepharshim on the sides of the Mishnahis, if we learn Mishnahis properly, you have to make sure to to do it well, and then obviously Kahati is great. Nothing against Kahati, but uh, he's, uh, he makes it all very easy for us. But the Tosas Yantif, Tosas Yantif here. Shebe Machlokes Hillel V'Shamay HaYushnei Hatzdadim Shavim B'Kavan Asam L'Shem Shamayim. Hillel V'Shamay, they were both L'Shem Shamayim, and that's why that's a perfect example to quote 
l'shem shamayim. They were both positive. Ach b'machlokes Moshe v'Korach shnei atzadim are yishonim b'magam oseihem. They were different. You can't say Korach and Moshe. That was machlokes l'shem shamayim. L'shem shamayim. You know why? Because Moshe was l'shem shamayim. You can't say. You can't give Moshe on one side as an example. Moshe va'aron kavodasim l'shem shamayim. I said they were l'shem shamayim. They weren't, they weren't doing this for, uh, for personal kavod. That's why you can't say an example of a machlokah where we might have gotten, gotten the misimpression that Moshe also had a little negius, personal, personal uh, spite, you know, that he was trying to get across the Korach and he's had enough of these Jews already. They're arguing again. No, no, no. Moshe was not that. And to emphasize that to us, the Baal HaMishnah, the Tana, does not list off that Moshe's name in this Machlokas. Number one. Number two, Yesh Mefarshim, now line 14, Shemachlokas Korach Ve'edaso, Pirusho Shodavar. Let me explain. Says Ramordechai Elio, not sure who he's quoting, he says Yesh Mefarshim, maybe himself. Korach and his Eida did have a Machlokas. It wasn't really a machlokas that they were meant to have, but it was based on a halacha. After all, Korach, as we know, Chazal tell us was a pikeach. Right? He knew halacha. He knew Torah. Right? Asking kashas about tzitzes, about mezuzah. He knew halacha. Says the divrei el Mordechai. Ha-machlokas bein Korach uvein adaso. V'yahezber her l'fi'aklal anokad b'yadena b'tina nefashas. We know what is the normal rule when it comes to capital punishment in halacha. They count up, right? Bezin of 23. And we count up the people who say innocent and the people who say guilty. And you've got to win by two if it's to the, to, uh, to, to exonerate, to acquit, you only have to win by one. But to, to say that he's guilty, you have to win by two. So you add up. And you start from the smallest the uh, least experienced or the youngest judge, right, because if Moshe Feinstein says something, nobody's going to argue with him. So you have to start with the smaller rabbis, and then you build up so everybody is, is comfortable talking. And you have all the different rules of trying to exonerate. Masech Sanhedrin is full of the Hitzilu Ha'eda type of halachos. One of those halachos, as we know, is that if all the judges say guilty, all 23. 23 to 0, then mysteriously, the halacha is potter. We let him go. 22 to 1, he's chayef. 23, 0. This is usually discussed in the context of the saras halacha. If a person's entire body has saras, 100%, it's not saras. 98%, that's saras. Right? So we're not going to talk about the saras halacha now, but we'll talk about this halacha. This is the halacha, 23 to 0. Why is it? This at least we can give some type of, of hezber, some type of svaratu. Why? Explain the befarshim. Because if it's 23 to 0, what? Nobody could think of anything. It was so clear. Every Jew, every Jew has something. Some positive idea, excuse, claim. At least one out of the 23. Nobody? That's the svara given. Okay. But either way, let's continue now. You gotta have at least one. Then you can't be Mikhaif. So what happened here? Korach gathers all these men. And he gets them all together. And he makes his own Bezdin. He makes his own Bezdin, trying to decide. Okay, are we saying Moshe's wrong? Are we saying Ara's wrong? And he got them so riled up that every one of them said, yeah, Moshe's wrong. But he knows the halacha. Karak knows the halacha. If everybody says, Chayiv, then it's finished, Pater. So Karak voted against. Korach va'adaso, ha'machlokes, sholol l'shem shamayim. Why did Karak do it? Within his own making up the halacha, he voted against the 250 Suggest the Divri Mordechai. And therefore he had a judge Lakav Schus in order to get the result of Lakav Chova. Which, that's the shot of the, his 
answered number two to the question, which itself um, is not for now, but it is an interesting question in halacha. What happens if there is such a clear-cut case that a Bezdin gets? It's so clear. Let's say they all witness the murder. Right? It's so clear-cut. And Dayan number 23 knows it's 22 to nothing so far. And if he says what he thinks, then the guy's going to walk. So is he allowed, Pashtas not, is he allowed not to say what he thinks because he wants the result of what he thinks? That's not for now, but that's a discussion in the post in Sanhedrin. Okay, that is number two. Number three. A third shot in, again, the lack of parallelism. The third shot is probably the most uh, commonly suggested shot, and that is usually when you have a machlokes, even the people on one side of the machlokes are not in there for the same reasons and don't have unity amongst themselves. So there was a machlokes even within Karaf so not like the fancy type of machlokes like he just described in, in the shot number two. But no, Line 27. And they did, and they did. Everybody started, but really, they argued within themselves as as well. Uh, in themselves as, as well. I'm sorry, it said, it said even uh, more, turning the page. The next page, he, uh, he, uh, he quotes um, one of the... Meshem the Benish Chai... Right, this pshat. Shachalak afilo abnei daso shamdu litzido. Shugin karach yiftiak l'shalim l'osam elu shalavshu. He wanted to, pay, he was going to pay them, and then he didn't pay them. I mean, there was machlokas even within his side, unlike Moshe and Aaron. Okay, that's the most common answer given that when you have a machlokas, even within the same side, there's a machlokas. But then finally, the fourth and final answer for us, line nine. Od bi aru shamachlokas shal karach yisa beino levein atzma. Maybe even within Korach, Korach and his Ada, meaning within himself, he had a fight. What does that mean? On a Kabbalistic level, Korach wasn't Kulo, Rishus, meaning he was a Pikeach, he learned a lot of Torah. Most of him was, he was punished for it. But as we know, we have 248 limbs. We affect our limbs eternally. He has some mitzvahs in him, but he has some averos in him. So even within himself, there's a machlokas l'shem shamayim. And sadikim, we have to try, as sadikim, to try to be as many limbs as we can, helping us out, Says the Divrei Mordechai, that's a fourth shot. Okay, so we have number one. We have we don't want to mention Moshe because he was totally the Shem Shemayim. Number two, he says to emphasize that even though they were all Lachova, he had to go Laschus to be able to. That was the Machlokas. Number three, he argued with them as many Machlokas Shol Shem Shemayim. And number four, even within himself on a Kabbalistic level. Good. Now let's get to some of the Psukim themselves. At least one pasuk. How did Moshe answer when they came? How did Moshe answer? As we mentioned before, Moshe listened and fell down. He fell on his face by Yipol Alpanav. Yipol Alpanav. Look at Rashi on that Pasuk, Pasuk Dalit. He fell down. Moshe is just, how many times are they going to complain? This is already the fourth time. They sinned at the Egel and I davened for them. And Misoninim and I davened for them. And the Miraglim and I davened for them. And Korah, enough already! And then he got the strength to start talking to them. He speaks to Korach and to the Ada. The morning. In the morning, just says morning. Hashem will make known who is his, which person, the Es HaKadoshin, who is holy. Moshe says, tomorrow God will make it known. Hashem will make it known. What's boker? What does that word mean? He just said, lamachar. Right? Because tomorrow, the next day, he doesn't even say, ba boker. Right? What's boker? So Chazal pick up on this. Chazal say, boker, v'yoda Hashem es asher lo. What does Chazal say? Rashi quotes it towards the end of the Rashi on Pasuk Hay, Medrasho, Boker, Amr Lohem Moshe, 
Gvulos Chalak HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'olamo. Hashem has made boundaries and borders in his world. Yecholim Atem LaHafok Boker LaErev. You know what Moshe means by Boker? Just like there's Boker, there's morning, there's evening, there's day, there's night, so too there's Aaron and there's everyone else. Kain Tuchlu Levatel Azu. Shene'emar Vayibad Vayer Vayivoker. Right, Vayibadel, Kain Vayibadel, Aharon Lahakti Show. There's Havdawa. Boker. This morning. That's the Rashi. Says Rav Zavin, there's something deeper going on here. Source number seven, Latar Moadim. In his classic style, what is the message? What is the deeper idea of Boker, the Oda Hashem, Es Asher Lo? Says Rav Zavin, Bishabbos Amru. In, in the Mesech Shabbos, it says as follows. We have a concept called Bein Hashmashos. What's Bein Hashmashos? Twilight. Suffolk min hayom u min Right, it's a suffix, whether it's day or night, suffix, kulam and ayom, suffix, kulam and alayla. Ben Hashmashos in halacha is twilight, as the sun is setting. Al suffix min ayom min alayla kasav rashi, klom ar suffigish bo mishnehem. The usual understanding of Ben Hashmashos is, we don't know, we don't know when the cutoff point is for day and when night starts. Hashem knows. Hashem knows. And therefore, if we'd ask Hashem, in Hashem's world, we think, this is the normal, usual understanding, for Hashem there is no Ben Hashmashos. No, there's day and there's night. And there's a split millisecond that the night finishes, the day ends, and the night starts. So we have Ben Hashmashos because it gets dark. It, we don't know. We don't, we don't know the split second. Because Baruch knows. That's the normal interpretation of Ben Hashmashos. That it's, it's a, we call it a mixture, but it's not really a mixture. Good. But there's a ritva. I have never quoted this ritva in a Parsha Shir, I don't think. Many times in Dafyomi Shirim, but this is a ritva that's much discussed by Achronim. The ritva in Yuma, where the ritva says that's not the understanding of Ben Hashmashos that I think. Bein Hashmashos does not mean really there's a moment in time that day stops and night begins. No! Bein Hashmashos is its own entity. There's day and then later on there's night and in between there's a time period that has elements of both. Not Mishum Suffolk. Okay, maybe it's, it's what we would call a Suffolk Petoras Vadai as Briskers would say. Meaning it's a suffix, but it's a built-in suffix. It's an unanswerable suffix. It's a time period during the day, or night, or both. It's twilight that Hashem created to be the segue between day and night. You can't go from one extreme to the other extreme. Hashem created Bein Hashmashos to be able to go from one to the other. That's what the Ritva says. Mu'uravim bo biyachad. Min hayom umin alayla. But he quotes from the Safas Paneach, the Rugged Shaver, line 10. Shebein hashmashos mu'urabish nekokos yom valayla. Ela shasaviko hazman masayu nimsa. Okay, that is the idea of bein hashmashos. When you have two elements and they're very different from each other, Hashem creates a medium, a, a time period, in this case a time period, that could bridge the two parts, day and night. He says the same idea is what we call Tosefa Shabbos. As Shabbos starts and as Shabbos ends. Weekday and Shabbos, they're two extremes. You can't go from one to the other, from a weekday to a Shabbos, from a Shabbos to a weekday. It's too radical of a switch. So what happens? Hashem creates something called Tosefa Shabbos. It eases us in and it eases us out, says Rav Zevin. Everything weekday. And all of a sudden, boom, Shabbos. No. There's a, there's a segue. There's a transition time period. What's Tosef Shabbos? Right? It's like weekday, but it's Shabbos also. Shabbos weekday. We just had an Arshul last Shabbos. There was a Bar Mitzvah boy that became Bar Mitzvah on Shabbos, but they made early Shabbos. Is he allowed to dive for the Yomud? Right? Is it Shabbos? And they made not Shabbos. Right? This is the, this is the issue. Tosefa Shabbos has a little bit of both. 
וממוצא כזה הוא ערב שבס בכלל, ותוספת שבס בפרט. Fine. And he says now, continuing, and then we're not there yet, this is classic Rav Zevin, we have this during the whole year as well. We have the whole year, and we have Chodesh Tishrei. You can't go straight from one to the other. You're going to go from Tammuz and Av to Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> you can't. It's too radical. It's too extreme. You need a Chodesh Elul. We need an Elul when we feel the Yom Noraim already. But it's not the Yom Noraim yet. It helps us get there. It helps us be blow chauffeur, but it's a minhag. Not because it's a halacha. Elul is what Bein HaShmashos is. Is what Tosef Shabbos is. That's Chodesh Elul. Unbelievable. Line 22. Chodesh Elul, Mishamish, Memutza, Bein HaShana, Sha'avra, L'Rosh HaShana Haba. V'Av Bo B'Chodesh Elul, Yesh Mishnei Kochos. Elul also has this. Mehachulin shall call Hashana from Chulin the whole year. Umehakadusha shall yemim naroyim. Elo, it's still. Last year was even harder. Last year Elo was in the middle of the summer. Now at least it's going to be after the summer. But you you feel like it's the rest of the year in Elo. But we start thinking. We start thinking about about yemim naroyim during Elo. V'lachenu machaber osam. So that's he says that's the. What do we have so far? We have Ben Hashmashis when you have day and night. We have Tosef Shabbos, we have weekday and Shabbos. We have Elul, the rest of the year in Tishrei. And now says Rav Zevin, it's the same thing between earth and heaven. Shamayim Va'aretz. Shamayim Va'aretz, how do the two connect? How do we makadesh this land? So we try to be those connectors between Shamayim Va'aretz. And we do the best we can. But ultimately, it's the leaders of every generation that are the ultimate in the connection, in being a model for us between how to bridge Shamayim Va'aretz. Af, line 26. And what Moshe Rabbeinu, now getting to the punchline, was saying to Korach, Korach, just like Hashem made morning and evening and you can't mess around with that. Meaning, you can't mix morning and evening. You need something intermediary. You need a Ben Hashmashos to be able to transition. So too, this Shemayim Va'aretz, and we need an Aaron coin. We need the transitional figure to bridge us with Ruchnius, to connect us. And that's his answer. Karak, you think, Kala Eidah Kulam Kedoshim. It's not so simple. It's not so easy. Zuhaisa Chuvasa line thirty three. Kishem Shiafshar Boklova Erev, Mibalia Mamutsa Shabina Shmaso Shabinehem, Kachwakram Yisrael Mamutsa Shamoshara Benu, or Arana Kohen. We need those connectors in order to remind us and make sure that we are fulfilling everything we can to bridge Shamayim Parts. Surah Zevin gives us an insight which basically we could use at any Shabbos meal throughout the year. Because it's about Tosef Shabbos and it's about Ben Hashmashus and it's about Shemayim Va'aretz and it's about Elul. So it's really, besides being a great Vard, a very useful one and practical one for our purposes. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Perik Tazayin Pasach Haftes. We get to the actual miracle in our parsha. The actual miracle. Perik Tazayin Pasach Haftes. Moshe says, everybody move away. This is what's going to happen. With the following, you will know that Hashem sent me. You will know that it's not from me. I didn't make it up. It's really from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If these people in front of me die a natural death, and the Pekuda, the ultimate destiny of man, falls upon them. Then you know, I'm lying. If they die of natural causes in their bed, so then I'm making it all up. But if Hashem creates something, Right? We're not going to get to how you read the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that was already created earlier. 
says here, Bria, but if there's something new here, you will know. Vidatem ki ha'anashim es Hashem, and as his words finish, adama asher As we know, the ground opens up. The Gemara Nidaram Daflam test darshins on this Pasik. This Pasik is one of the Ramazim for Biker Cholim Min HaTorah. Biker Cholim. Biker Cholim says this beginning of source number eight. Remez la Biker Cholim in HaTorah. Amar Yislakash. Remez la Biker Cholim in HaTorah. Minayin Shene Amar. Im Kamos Kaladam Yimusun Elav Kudas Kaladam. My Mashma. The Gemara says, how does this Pasik teach me Biker Cholim? Amar Rava. Im Kamos Kaladam Yimusun Elav. If these people die a natural death. Shehim cholim umutalim ba'arisasan. They're lying on their beds. And people come to visit them, then people will say, Lo Hashem Shalachani. That's the Gemara. Somehow this is related to Biker cholim. And the Ran there says, Lefisha hoyu e'adas korach mal'igamalav omrim shayam Moshe omrim They were making fun of him and saying, Moshe, you're doing it yourself. And Moshe says, no, no, you'll see. There's not going to be any beaker cholim for these people. Because if there was beaker cholim for these people, so then that would show that I'm wrong. Ask the Kamosi Shalarav, ask the son-in-law of the Marsha, says, what, what, is, what is the pshat of this pasuk according to the Chazal? What does beaker cholim have to do with proving Moshe Rabbeinu being right or wrong? What's the connection? Adain lo baru hecha uvda sheyechlu b'nedam yevakarosam what is the connection between the what is the connection between the two? How does that impact whether Moshe Rabbeinu says it? So says the son-in-law of the Marsha, line thirteen. Matinu begemara. We know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu himself is by the bed of a chola. That's why you're not allowed to sit on the at the, the top of the bed of a chola. The Shechin is there. Shechin is Shore. And Hashem is helping. V'hinei. Korach ve'edaso ta'anu she'en la'machlokas ma'kadosh baruchu. Korach said on the outside, we have nothing against Hashem. U'v'socham Hashem. Ki kala edakulam kadosh v'socham Hashem. Hashem is with us. Hashem is with us. We're only against you, Moshe and Aaron. That was his taina. We have no machlokas with Hashem. Moshe says, you don't? So let's see if you get sick. Because when somebody gets sick, even with the terrible Yisurin that sickness might bring, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and is with the person. Moshe Rabbeinu says, if they die something unusual, miraculous, at this second, you know what it means? It means Hashem brought it, but he's not ready to stay with them at all. He just wants to get rid of them. That's the Biker Cholim. Biker Cholim is a reflection of Shechina being there. And Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, you're not going to have that, Tzchus. They're not going to come visit you because as you say, Uvesocham Hashem. says, no way. There's no Uvesocham Hashem. Hashem. Yes, you do have a Machlokes Hashem. And that's why, just in a one line, the Marsha's son-in-law says, that's the Biker Cholim thought and how it improved Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, well, next two points are one, Pshat and a Pasik, and then a Halachi question. And then we'll end off with a Dvar, with a Dvar Musur again. So first is Pashat, Pshat and a Pasik. Now, we spoke about Korach so far the entire time. Let's get to the next parak, parak Yilches, where we have the Matnas Kahuna. Right, right after the Kahuna was, was uh, challenged, Kodesh Baruch Hu reiterates and gives all the Matnas Kahuna. And he talks about the Karbanos, Kohanim, as we know, Kedita, Karbanos, Perak, Yudches, Pasik Yud, Pasik Yud, after saying, Pasik Yud, Pasik Tes, Kol Karbanah, L'chol Menchasam, L'chol Chatosam, L'chol Hashamam, Kodesh Kodashim, L'cha Hu, L'vanecha. All Kachei Kachim will be for you, Kohanim. Kohanim, get the Kachei Kachim. Only male Kohanim, get the Kachei Kachim. Before we even peek at the next Pasik, where are Kohanim allowed to eat Kachei Kachim? Where do they have to eat it? In the Azara. Women are not allowed to eat it. Their families are not allowed to eat it. Even in Yerushalayim. Kachi kachim, chatas, asham, mincha. Only in the Azara. Now let's read the next Pasuk. B'kodesh ha-kadashim tochalenu. Kol zachar yochal oso. Kodesh yihi yalach. How do you translate that Pasuk? B'kodesh ha-kadashim tochalenu. You eat it in the Kodesh Kadashim? Who's having lunch in the Kodesh Kadashim? Because what is that like? They want to have a pri- they want to have some private time. 
private conversation, you go into the Kodesh Kodashim, nobody ever went into the Kodesh Kodashim. Once a year, once you had to do some fixing. So on that one time every 10 years where some of the tiles were broken and the worker had to be lowered in in the box to fix, what, he, he, he took a snack with him? The Kodesh, what, what does the Pasuk mean? We've all heard this many times. We have to think about it. Bekodesh hakodeshim tocholanu. What does Rashi say? We made al kodesh kodeshim she'en echalom ela ba'azara l'zechekuna. Do you see from here? You have to eat it in the azara. That's not what the pasuk says. Not what the pasuk says. The Ramban, source number nine. Velo he quotes Rashi and he says Velo he knows he's there. The Ramban jumps on the Rashi. Ki kodesh hakodeshim eino makam achilas hakarbanis. He like screams at Rashi, which I gave you the Mizrahi in the next page, says, I don't know why he's bugging Rashi. It's the Pusik's fault. It's not Rashi's fault. Rashi tries to like get out of the problem. Rabban is jumping on Rashi as if it's, it seems like maybe implicitly he's bothered why Rashi doesn't relate to it more. But says the Ramban, okay, on the Pusik then. In the Azara, the Kodesh HaKadoshim will be makam ha'aron lifnim parochas. What's in the Kodesh Kadashim? The Aron. The ain't sham achila vishasiya. She nechna sham el koin gadol beyond kipurim. What's the Pasuk talking about? So says the Ramban, I'll tell you what the Medrash says, and then I'll tell you what I think the Pashup Shad is. First, I'll quote you the Medrash. Ra'isi b'sifri. Rabbi Yehuda ben Mesera Omer. Ha'regoyim she kifu aswazara. Let's say attacking armies surround the base Hamigdash. And they are besieged. And the only place that they could go hide and eat is in the Kodesh Kadashim. How do I know that it's allowed? So maybe that's what he's bothered by. Maybe he's safe. That's why he says it in the Medrash. Because it's an extreme case where Bamakim Ones. So, okay, you could be there. Okay, says the Rabban. At least he's bothered by the question. But I think differently. But Kodesh Kadashim Tochalenu is not referring to the geographical place. It's referring to the how it is eaten. Kodesh Kadashim, that double Lashon, doesn't have to mean a place. Look at the previous Pasuk. Look at Pasuk Tess. Zeyelachami, Kodesh HaKadashim. This will be to you, for you, from the Holy of Holies. There it means the carbon. So you already see it doesn't mean, have to mean the place. So says the Rabbanan, this must do. It means you have to eat it with the utmost level of sanctity and purity. What does it mean in? It means how. line 10. With the Kedusha, with the highest level of Kedusha. And then he says it should be Bekedusha Chamura. Okay. So, just shot in the Pasuk. What does it mean? Rashi doesn't, kind of glosses over it by saying Azara. The, the, basically saying, don't take it literally. The Rabban quotes the Medrash, and then he thinks what he says, and that is, it's not geography, but it's descriptive. Okay. Two final points. One is a halachic question. A question which, if we were asked, we would say, i got to go ask someone else. It's a question about Pidyon Aben, which we know is in the end of this week's Parsha, the Mitzvah of Pidyon Aben. And this question was asked to Rav Asher Weiss in the first volume of his Shuvah to the Menchas Asher. Here's the question. It's a five-page Shuvah. I just gave you the beginning of it and the end of it. Just the question is amazing. There was a Kohen. Very chash of a Kohen. Everybody used him for Pidyon Aben. Amazing, wonderful. And just be happy to be going through some of his father's papers after his father had died, he finds a letter somehow of his mother's, he realizes that his mother was a Grusha. If his mother's a Grusha, even if his father's a Kohen, he's not a Kohen. He's a Chalal, he's a Yisrael. That's the halacha. It's a Daraisa of the Kohen and the Grusha. The child is not a Mamzer. A Mamzer is only from Chavi Krisus, but the child is an Yisrael the father, the child is Israel. is a chalal. He's allowed to count for a minute. He does all mitzvahs. The Acher Biru, and after he, he did a little more research, it's true. 
This, and he comes to Rav Asher Weiss and says, what do I do? Okay, I can tell everybody and say, I just found out, I didn't do anything wrong, because I'm a Yisrael, but if I do that, what about all the pigeon I Ben money? What about all the pigeon I Ben? I have to figure, remember every boy that I did pigeon I Ben with and tell them that they didn't do the mitzvah and they still have to be nifteh? Maybe you can just move to a different continent and like start again, but what about everybody else? Does he have a Christ to tell everybody? So, again, not going through the whole tshuva. I just wanted to emphasize the question even more than the answer. He starts off by saying it's not so... What would our knee-jerk reaction be? We would say, yeah, it's, you know, it's very sad and tragic, but you're not a Kohen. If you're not a Kohen, you're just like me. I'm a Yisrael, and you can't do Pidyon Ben if you're a Yisrael. But it's not so simple. The Gemara talks about a Kohen who is in the middle of the Avodah. And he finds out that he's not a Kohen. And there's a machlokas in the Gemara. Does he finish the Avodah? The Avodah that he already did was in Ischala. If his Zor does Avodah, it's, it's Psula. But what happens if you don't only find out afterwards? It might be Kasher Bidi Evan. Do you apply the same halachas to Pidyon Ben? So it's not so clear. At the end of the day, again, I didn't give you the Al-Chuva in Source 12. Rav Asherai says, Nire mitam acher, din sorok l'achter is tmeya pidyon. I don't think you have to give back the pidyon of Ben money. Why? Two issues. You have to give it back and they have to do the mitzvah again. Number one, you can assume they're mochel you the money. Da'anan sadi, as long as they've been, they've taken, the mitzvah's taken care of, as we'll see in a minute. But anan sadi, to call elu shenosnu kasvam lepidyon benam, anybody who gave the money, bavadei mochlin, he was worried about gazel stealing. It's not stealing, says Rav Asher Weiss. You're allowed to keep the money. Right? It's, it, you might not have it anymore. It was given. You could keep it. I they didn't do the mitzvah. Rova poskim say, you're allowed to do pidyon ben al yidei shliach. So you could keep the money, says Rav Asher Weiss, and then go find yourself a Kohen and privately give him on behalf of all the Yisraelim that thought you were the Kohen. And even though it's a shot, even though there are some machronim that say you can't do it through a shliach, but in this shas case, I think you can. You need a posik ador for these kinds of questions. Baruch Hashem, lo, there's no never a dar yaso. Makadosh Baruch always gives us our our poskei hadar. See, he has that. Okay, let's just end off with one final thought about leadership and about getting projects done. The Sefer HaChinuch clues us in for a minute to a halacha. There is a Mrs. Losa Seidaraisa. We know Kohen and Levim have separate jobs in the Beis HaMikdash. And never the twain shall meet. A Kohen has an Isidaraisa to do a Levi's job and a Levi has an Isidaraisa to do a Kohen's job. That's counted in the Chinuch and Shin Peites. A separate mitzvah. A Kohen can't do any singing, and a Levi cannot do any avoda. So what's the message behind this? Why can't they chip in? Why can't, you know, Kohen do everything, and Levi do everything, how, how everybody, what's the underlying message for us? Says the Chinuch, Mishar Shiyah in the second column, Lefisha avoda kitos eila, hi avoda yekara umukudeshes. The avoda of these two groups are, is very precious and holy. We have to take precautions that it's never not going to be done. It will always be done. Unbelievable social reality, says the Chinuch. If you want something done, put one person in charge. Because the second that there is a team and each is relying on the other one, you can have a team, but have one person in charge of the team. Because you need the pusher and mover and shaker in order to get it done. As the Gemara says at the beginning of Erevin, if you have a pot, the two people are warming up, it'll end up not being cold, not being hot, because each one will think that the other one's in charge, and it'll end up being lukewarm, and it won't taste good either way. You want something done, says the Chinuch, you give it to one person or one person in charge. A Kohen can't be the Levi, the Levi can't be the Kohen. The underlying message is everybody has their Tafkid because in that way, 
the job will be done, says the Sefer HaChinach. Yes, here, it's a whole group of Kohanim, a whole group of Levim, but the message for us, says the Sefer HaChinach, is we have to be in charge. And we, the message for us is that we should take charge. And we should be in charge of as many projects and as many elements in, in uh, our daily lives that we can. Especially at this time where, where Am Yisrael needs the Yeshua so badly. And, we, and all of Am Yisrael, there hasn't been this Achtos in Am Yisrael as long as, as, as many... As many could remember, in many, many could be many decades and many generations, the Achdus of Am Yisrael the, that uh, that we feel now. But Hashem should answer all of our tefillas. In we're all taking charge. We're all saying to Hillim, We're all doing our best. Bet Hashem, Hashem should give us Yeshua's benachamos, and Bet Hashem we should be zochet to the Gula Shlema. And Bet Hashem, if I don't have to go to camp in a kind of, in a day or two, everybody comes here and meets me. Wonderful. If not, we will continue um, from camp next week. And Bet Hashem, we'll be back here. Parshash Shoftim, the Wednesday of Parshash Shoftim. Okay, we'll stop here.